you got to remember back then we had no money for marketing, like zero. Mm. And um, so everything we did, we had to do it really noisy. Business is really easy, you know, find out what the customer wants and give it to them. Find out where the customer is and show them, you know, it's, it's not hard. Yeah, execution might be a bit harder, but it's not hard. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Make It Happen show, where it's time for you to make it happen. In these implementation sessions, we're joined by an industry expert who will take you through in detail how to make it happen in your business. These are full of implementable actions to get your pens ready, take notes, and be ready to apply these to your business. Let's get into it. You guys are in for such an amazing day today. Now, it is my absolute privilege to introduce Janine Alice, founder of Boost Juice, executive director of Retail Zoo. Janine and I are dear friends. She is an amazing human being. She is an incredible entrepreneur. Uh, Janine started Boost Juice in a home in 2000. She achieved 95% brand awareness within the first five years and now has 550 plus stores in 15 countries. She's also created Retail Zoo, which is a bit of a investment company, if you like, uh, in 2007 to grow young food retail brands, Boost Juice. Janine now has 50 million customers worldwide. She's recognized by BW as the top, one of the top 15 people who have changed the way business is done in the last 25 years. Janine and I caught up last week to have a discussion about how she built such an iconic brand, but also how she transitioned that brand into the digital landscape to achieve the success that she since has. Tune in guys, this one's really special. Janine Alice, welcome to Momentum. Thanks for having me, I got my cup of tea, I'm right. I really wanna focus on how you built the brand of not only Boost Juice, but all the brands under Retail Zoo and, and how you've acquired and built such a meaningful community and audience of incredibly happy people. Um, Boost Juice, if, for example, is an iconic Australian brand. Uh, we saw recently that it achieved an incredible 95% brand awareness uh, in its first five years. What were the key strategies to drive that level of awareness for Boost in the first five years? Yeah, I think um, you've got to remember back then we had no money for marketing, like zero. Mm. Mm. And um, so everything we did, we had to do it really noisy. So the first thing we said is we looked at our business and said, what have we got that's different? And we thought, okay, at the time, we're talking 2000, where there was really nothing you'd get outside of the home that was healthy. So we went, okay, we've got health. And let's have fun. Let's do retailing differently. So we started to do those type of things. The other thing they had was a female, a female founder. So again, we went, all right, how do we use that? My background's pub PR. So how do we use that in a PR sense to, to get someone to talk about the brand and how we're excited and how we're, you know, going to, you know, rule the world and um, the other thing we had was um, you know my husband's incredible mind with regard to consumers and marketing and he was in radio at the time so we would then we would do things like um, get up at five, four or five o'clock in the morning and take wheat shop grout shots to all the radio stations and then we'd send um, smoothies into journalists and we so you know things that actually don't cost much but gee guess what if you get you do it a hundred times and you get one that's one article that starts a momentum. And I think it gets down to 
you know, meat in the grinder. You've got to keep putting meat in the grinder and eventually come out. And sometimes you think nothing's working, but it will if you keep at it. You do things noisy. You try and be really noisy. One of the things that I love about the Boost brand is you guys have gone um, really when you started, there, there wasn't the Facebooks and the Instagrams of the world. And so it was, you know, taking shops into radio stations and stuff like that. But the brand has transitioned really well into digital. Today, you know, as we said in the introduction, uh, you guys have 1.2 million followers on social in your Vibe Club, which is where people subscribe with an email address, you've got 1.8 million members. What have been some of the strategies to translate that brand equity into a meaningful digital strategy? Well, the reality is we are truly customer customer led. So if you're truly customer led, you always are going, where are our customers? We're always asking the questions. So, you know, you're right before social media, it was very much, okay, our customers being that age group they were, were outdoor. So then that's bus stops, that's taxis, that's um, anything to do with outdoor and radio. So we're very heavy in radio. Mm. As, as internet, Social media, smartphones, probably smartphones was the biggest change more than anything else. Smartphones came into play. That's where the customers were. So you move and you adapt and go where the customers go. So for us, it was being okay about trying things and failing. It was okay about, you know, um, you know, doing some crazy things and going, oh, put that in the cupboard and hopefully that never sees a day of light, light, light of day again. Um, and but just keeping at it. But I think most importantly, understanding where the customers is, are and really, really, um, you know, targeting them where they are and what they're interested in and always being current with, with what they're interested in so then we can, you know, uh, pinpoint them. You know, at the end of the day, it's quite simple. Business is really easy, you know. Find out what the customer wants and give it to them. Find out where the customer is and show them, you know, it's it's not hard. Yeah, execution might be a bit harder, but it's not hard. I love that. One of the things we're talking about today is that there's a lot of things in business that don't change, like being customer-centric and going where they are. Uh, and the things that do change, in particular in today's world, is the channel. And so, you know, it used to be bus stops and taxis and radio, and now there might be a bit of that in the blend, but now it's Facebook and Instagram and email. And so... The channels are something that, that continue to evolve and that, you know, uh, we all need to stay abreast of. What I love about what you guys have done with your digital strategy is there's a real community engagement uh, to what you do. As I said earlier, 1.2 million uh, followers on social, 1.8 in the Vibe Club. Um, what have you done at Boost Juice to nurture and foster long-term relationships with consumers? I think um, every single time you have an interaction with the cons- of your customer or the consumer is your opportunity to make sure that they come back. Mm. So if you, if you really businesses have built one customer at a time and mm. so every time we interact with them, we, we try very hard to make sure they have an extraordinary experience. And if we don't achieve that, then on this, every single store in our network says, we have a guarantee. If, we, if you don't like it, we'll fix it. And so we, it's an invitation for them to talk to us and tell us when we get it wrong. And so, and then it's also when we, they tell us what we get it wrong, what we do about it. So that's the behind the scenes. 
I think the other thing is just making sure that we're listening to the customers, you know, having your advisory boards to make sure that you're hearing what they're doing, what they're changing and what fad they want to follow and you know, what flavour profile they want. It's just mm. really giving the customers. And then to your point with social media, having the data to be able to understand if the customers have been there that week, that month, that year, how often they come, and then to surprise and delight them with, you know, whether it's offers or um, whatever that is. But you, we're all, every business, 80% of their revenue comes from 20% of their customers. Yeah. And so it's making sure you love that 20%. Some customers, some businesses go, We've got the 20%, they're fine. Don't need to worry about them. Let's get the 80%, but mm. it's wrong. You know, love mm. the 20% and hopefully mm. that 20% will grow or come more often. So it's mm. just really that philosophy. Mm. I absolutely love that. Hi there, Tim jumping in here quickly to say, if you're enjoying this episode, our team at The Entourage has plenty more for you to sink your teeth into. We not only publish a new episode every week, plus the full video on YouTube, we also have heaps of resources and tools on our website available to help you build and scale an impactful business. You can find the link to all of this in our About section. Also, so you never miss any of the insights and strategies from our guests, don't forget to subscribe to learn more each week. Now, let's get back to the show. The bricks and mortar businesses, which largely your brands are bricks and mortar businesses, right? It's just that you've done digital really. For other bricks and mortar businesses that want to lean into digital to a greater degree, where should they start and what should they be doing? Huh. Well, the first thing that happened is COVID happened. Right? <laughs> what COVID did was, you know what, yeah, those bricks and mortars, let's shut them for a little while, shall we? We don't think you've done enough focus on digital. Let's shut all those businesses and let's yeah. see how you can focus on, on digital. I think um, what COVID has done is enabled businesses or not enabled them to, to help them survive, they have actually had to pivot from the normal way of doing business to an online business. And even and look, most online businesses, oh, sorry, most bricks and mortar businesses, in fairness, actually have an online element, but they may not have put the focus in on them, in on it, as much as they actually are now. Um, so it's actually COVID has probably fast-tracked many people's, many companies' strategy into going into digital. And so I think that's actually what's pushed a lot of businesses into digital more. I couldn't agree more with that. And that's been our experience with our Elevate and Accelerate members is that, as you say, even bricks and mortar businesses, they've always had a toe in digital strategy. But we've had a bunch of members that for years have been thinking, you know, our bread and butter is the bricks and mortar store, but we really like the scalability that digital offers. And then COVID came along and it forced that shift that they kind of wanted to make for years and years and years. As we come out of this, what should business owners be doing as the, you know, in Victoria, as the state reopens, as the country reopens, as the economy climbs back to normal, what can business owners do to get ahead of that and take advantage of? I think the reality is we've got to now stop and actually go into proactive mm. and look at ways of actually um, controlling the businesses and, let, and controlling the situation instead of the situation controlling us. Yeah. Sit down and go, what did we learn? What did we? What are the what are the things that we've learned from this? We can take into the future. Mm. What are the things we can drop off? Um, what is our 
what is our team that we've got? Who who are our our people to take us into this new era? What does this business look like? So, because I really think that because of it's been the biggest upheaval in business's history, and now's the time to stop, reset. And go again. And the only way to do that is actually to pause and breathe. Because if you just go, oh, we're open, let's go again, then what you'll find is you'll pretty much go all these this great gains that you potentially have got, all these these learnings kind of get put up into the bottom drawer and forgotten. So which would be a shame because anything the negatives that happens to us, we really need to make sure that we get positives out of it. And so We've gone through the biggest negative experience that we possibly could have, so let's make sure there's positives out of it. You've been in business for a long time now. What's been your biggest learning through this period? Um, I think what I've loved is the agility and the mm -hmm. fact that that's that feeling of people put all their feelings aside and everyone's on the right page and the same page to go, how do we go forward with this? So I think that's been um, really good. The learnings have been that the worst fear that can happen sometimes isn't that bad. Yeah. If, if I had said, if we were talking you know, this time last year and I would have said, okay, I went to Nostradamus, spoke to Nostradamus and he said that there's going to be a pandemic next year and it's going to close down the countries all over the world we would be sitting here go, thinking about some sort of Armageddon movie where, you know, Bruce Willis has to come out and save us. Right? <laughs> we, we would have. We would have just gone, oh, my God, how do we, there's no way that we would cope with this. It would just implode. So the worst thing, that would be the worst thing that could happen to us, Jack, you know. So suddenly we are in this situation where the worst thing has happened. None of us had this on the risk profile. No business has said global pandemic on the yeah. on their, on their um, risk risk form mm. and but here we are and we'll be fine mm. Mm. Janine from a franchising perspective boost now has uh, 550 stores uh, in 14 regions how have you developed the brand and the customer experience to be so consistent regardless of you know where they are in Australia or what country they are on the globe Mm, look, it's you know I think technology's played a, played a uh, major part in that. So we've got you know systems like training programs online. We have ways of monitoring whether the training programs are, are completed. Mm. Uh, we have uh, you know a care factor to get it right. Mm. But you know we're also not so arrogant in uh, in overseas markets to think that we have all the answers too. So we very much listen to the local operators to make sure that we are you know meeting the needs of their consumers, not just assuming that we're in Australia, we know have all the answers, we know all the we know what works. Mm. Off you go. We actually do you know, tweak every every single country. You have to actually be adaptable to mm. every single environment and not be arrogant. Janine, you are sitting atop an empire with four brands, 50 million customers, um, the four brands being Boost Juice, Betty's Burgers, Solstice and Sibo Espresso. What is the next, <laughs> this is probably a crazy question, what does the next 12 months look like for you guys? Look, I'm actually... Um, 
Look, there's a, there's a few exciting projects that I've got on. You know, I'm um, also uh, on the board of the Olivia Newton-John Foundation, who we're really looking at trying to, you know, solve some of the the challenges of, of the that that are faced daily on in cancer. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm I'm trying to still work out what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, I need to get better at surfing. I need to be a bit more courageous getting into those waves. Uh, you know, I, I've got a, um, there's a few media things that are popping up that, that I might be look at. So, you know, and there's, but there's always, you know, something that is interesting. I, I don't think I could ever retire. I don't think, you know, the, the people sort of think, oh, when are you stopping work? I mean, I've never seen work as, an, as, a, as a negative. I see mm. work as an exciting journey for me to continue to learn because that's the purpose mm. of life is to continue to learn. And, and I think yeah, that's what's great about the entourage is that, you know, people can, you know, pick, pick things up. But even through mm. any conversation that either I have with you or anyone else, you get things thrown at you and you either pick them up and put them in your pocket and ideas or you know you discard them that's good that's fine but no i I have no idea jack (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time uh every time we have a discussion you know your your wisdom and your commercial sense and even you know your 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 sense for how we navigate challenging times is is up there with the absolute best i've seen so uh, that deeply appreciate you taking the time to do this, Janine. So very good to talk to you, and I'm sure, I hope, we'll talk again soon. No worries. My pleasure. Good to see you again. Thanks, Janine. Thanks for tuning in to the Make It Happen show, brought to you by our team at The Entourage, Australia's leading business coaching and training provider. We're on a mission to empower entrepreneurs by giving them everything they need to build great businesses and live meaningful lives. If you got something out of this episode, picked up a great takeaway or just want to say hi, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or let us know at The Entourage Official on all social platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you in the next episode with our next guest right here. Bye for now.